So welcome back to another episode of the Diabetes Doesn't Define Me program, podcast, I'm sorry. I am live on Facebook as well, and we are going to be posting this recording on our Anchor podcast as well. For those of you that prefer to hear podcasts and not see people's faces, maybe that is a better way for you to learn. So that is another avenue for you to catch our information. Maria Morales here, your host, a diabetes educator and dietitian from the Diabetes Doesn't Define Me program. I am your diabetes and your image coach, and I am here to guide you through this journey of diabetes where you will learn how to live a healthy life and not be defined by diabetes. And today we're going to be talking about types of diabetes, and we got started with type 1 diabetes, and I was just telling you all how type 1 diabetes is the one that we used to call juvenile diabetes and no longer we need to call it that because it is a disease that is now attacking other people that don't have to be necessarily in their childhood ages or in their teenage ages which is very alarming that we are now diagnosing people with type 1 diabetes later on in life 30s 40s 50s and Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition, okay? It's caused by the body attacking its own pancreas with antibodies. It's almost like the body doesn't want its pancreas anymore. It just attacks it and it, it prevents it from making insulin ever again. So it damages your own pancreas, your own body. Therefore, if you don't make insulin again, you have type 1 diabetes and you do not... Um, ever produce diabetes ever again. This is not something you can um, get rid of. You will always be dependent on type one, um, on insulin. I'm so sorry, I'm making a few mistakes here because the, um, the screen is acting a little weird and it's like coming and going and it got me a little distracted, but I promise I am gonna be back on point. Let me know by typing one in the comments if you can hear me and see me okay. I hope that it did not get disconnected. So I'm gonna wait for those ones. And for you on the podcast, well, you're not able to let us know if you can hear us or see us, but you will be listening in later on. Let's see. Just a quick moment. Let's see. And whoever is here, please let us know that you're here and tell me where you're watching from today. I want to know how far is this show going and, and if we're getting, if we're becoming more and more spread all over the world for more people to hear about diabetes. Thank you so much, Artenia. You rock by telling me that you can hear me okay. And thank you, Karen, as well. All right, going back to type 1 diabetes. So we know, we know that the body attacked its own pancreas and we no longer make insulin. Now, there's a lot of different um, factors that can develop, uh, cause type 1 diabetes, but it's basically a genetic predisposition. And it could also be a result of faulty beta cells in the pancreas that normally produce insulin. But nevertheless, it's just that you are not producing insulin ever again, and it started because of an, an autoimmune. They're going to diagnose it also or confirm that it's type 1 by doing a test for antibodies and it will let us know if you're type one or type two thank you so much 
So we have Hampton, Virginia in the house in Missouri. We have Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you so much. This is exciting to know that we're going coast to coast in the United States and not just here locally. I am here in Orlando, ladies, if this is your first time watching. And um, let's keep going. So the treatment for type 1 diabetes will always be insulin, okay? You cannot get off insulin if you have type 1 diabetes. Another thing that's important to know is that if you were diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and all of a sudden, through the process of you having this progressive disease, you require then insulin, it does not mean you turn into a type 1. That is a mistake. A lot of people say, well, no, I'm a type 1 diabetic now because I use insulin. No, you continue to be a type 2, you're just now insulin dependent because you progress to that stage, or maybe you're just needing it for very high blood sugars for a short period of time. But you do not switch from one to the other type. You're either a type 1 your whole life, or you're a type 2 your whole life, okay? So <laughs> type 1 diabetes is a little bit more difficult to control than type 2 is because we're completely dependent on insulin and we're going to be very sensitive to insulin. A lot of people with type 1 diabetes usually are very thin. So they have nothing, they don't really have issues with their weight and the weight is not what caused them to have type 1 diabetes. It wasn't, neither was the food that they ate. It was just an autoimmune disease, okay? So we do not need to be looking for blame you know, on blame, blaming something on the development of type 1 diabetes versus type 2. We'll talk about that in a moment. We have things to blame on it that are going to bring on type 2 diabetes. And a person with type 1 diabetes, you may find out that they utilize an insulin pump. It gets to the point that they have to test their sugars so many times a day. It's not only once or twice like type 2 people that do it. They check their sugar six, seven times a day, sometimes even more. And they may utilize a glucose monitoring sensor that is going to be feeding information of their blood sugars consistently to their insulin pump. And then the insulin pump is programmed to give them insulin according to their glucose numbers and according to how much carbs they eat and they input into their insulin pump. But they can also be utilizing um, pens or syringes like you normally see somebody else with insulin. So type 2 diabetes, this one is the most common one. 95% of the population has diabetes type 2. And it's mainly a case of the adults, okay? 26 million Americans, adult Americans, are diagnosed with type 2. So that's a lot of people in this country. And there's a lot more in other countries as well. And it used to be called adult onset diabetes. But with the epidemic of obesity and kids that are overweight, now more teenagers and even kids are developing type 2 diabetes, which is very alarming to me. You know, we are allowing our kids to be very sedentary like us. And we're also allowing them to eat uncontrollably at home. Therefore, they're gaining way too much weight. And they're going to the doctor and they're getting diagnosed with high cholesterol, high triglycerides in high blood sugars, something we did not see in our kids in the past. Let's see, I am a type two control with diet. Amazing media, I didn't know you had diabetes all this time. Um, and type two diabetes is kind of a milder form of type than type one, but 
we cannot just say some people have better diabetes than the others, okay? Everybody has diabetes and everybody struggles with something regarding control of their blood sugars. And type 2 diabetes is going to cause complications, especially to the smallest blood vessels, the vessels that nourish your kidneys, your nerves, and your eyes. And it's also going to put you at risk of a heart attack and a stroke, more so than if you didn't have diabetes. Now with type 2 diabetes, you usually start producing with production of insulin, you produce in, enough. Eventually you start producing less and less, usually around the time that you get diagnosed with diabetes, about 50% of your cells that make insulin are already dead, okay? So you started with diabetes a long time ago, way before they told you you had it, way before you had any symptoms. So by the time you get diagnosed, now you have a pancreas that only has 50 soldiers, let's put it that way, 50 soldiers trying to get the sugar where, the, it's, where it belongs. That is the insulin production, right? So we have a lot less insulin production. And the more we eat foods that we cannot tolerate, too many carbohydrates and not exercise, the harder it is for our pancreas, those 50 soldiers, to be able to fight all that sugar. We don't have enough soldiers now. And people get upset because they can't eat the way they used to. But your body cannot process all that sugar the way it used to because you don't have enough cells that make insulin anymore. Now, perhaps you are one of those that got diagnosed very early on in the disease and you still make plenty of insulin, but now you don't use it properly because your cells have become resistant to your own insulin. Therefore, you're not sensitive to insulin, so your cells don't open up to get the sugar to go in there and become energy. It's like the fat layers around the cells are now covering the receptors for the insulin to come in. So I'm gonna show you something very simple. So these are your cells, okay? This bottle is representing your muscle cells, your fat cells, your brain cells, all of the cells of your body. And we need to put sugar inside of these cells. But you know, you see the cells are not open, okay? They need something to open them up and unlock them. That is what insulin does. So insulin comes like a little key, opens the cell, opens the passage, and now all the sugar from the blood can go in there and turn into energy. But if I cannot open the cell to put the sugar in there, the sugar is gonna accumulate in the blood and it's going to continue to damage organs until it goes to a cell to do what it's supposed to do. If I put a lot of fat around this cell, now, even though I have insulin to come in, it's like going, trying to find a spot to get in to open the cell. Eventually it will do it, but it will take a lot longer because the fat layers are there. This is why they tell you, do, if you reduce your weight by at least five or 10%, you are going to become more sensitive to your own insulin and you utilize the insulin better and your sugars will be controlled a lot faster. So that is why weight loss is so important in somebody with type two diabetes. Type ones usually don't have any weight issues. They don't need to lose any weight. They in fact are very, very skinny. And some type ones are now also obese. So we're just having all kinds of different things that we didn't have in the past. There is no cure either for type two diabetes, but it can be controlled with weight, nutrition and exercise. And of course, with some medications if you need them. 
But type 2 diabetes is a progressive disease. And just because you're doing well on diet and exercise for a few years doesn't mean you're not going to need medication in the future. And it doesn't mean you're not going to end up on insulin. Once your pancreas decides to get done and be tired of making insulin, you're going to require insulin. And no, you do not belong to a type 1 diabetes group. You will still be a type 2 just dependent on insulin. And then the third common type is gestational diabetes. And gestational diabetes is the one that's triggered by pregnancy. So to some degree during pregnancy, you're going to have insulin resistance. And it is often diagnosed in the middle or the late stages of your pregnancy. And because high blood sugar levels in a mom are circulating through the placenta to the baby, gestational diabetes has to be very controlled to protect the baby's growth and development. So it's very dangerous for a mom that has gestational diabetes to not take care of it. They need to be very, very tight on their blood sugars because now they're not only affecting their organs, but they're affecting the baby's development inside of their little bellies or their big bellies, depending if they're almost due. So according to the National Institute of Health, the reported rate of gestational diabetes is between two and 10% of the pregnancies. So 90% of the people that get pregnant don't develop gestational diabetes, but about 10% of women will. And it's usually resolves right when you give birth. As soon as you deliver that baby, diabetes disappears. It's the only time when you can say my diabetes got cured is when you deliver your baby. But if you had type two diabetes and then, or type one and you became pregnant, you're not gonna get rid of your diabetes when you deliver your baby, unfortunately. It's only if you develop diabetes during the pregnancy. Make sense? So again, if you have to jump off and you need to watch the replays, just go to lifeartistlink.com and you can watch us on YouTube or you can listen to them on our podcast. And don't forget to click that share button so that more people can hear about this information. All right, so let's talk a bit more about gestational diabetes because even though it goes away, uh, the risks to the unborn baby are very, very big and they're actually greater than the risk to the mom. So we really need to be very careful when we are pregnant and develop diabetes because that baby is gonna possibly grow, um, be born with abnormal weight, they're going to gain way too much weight. Usually they're going to be very large babies, like 9, 10, 11 pounds. Um, they might have breathing problems when, they are, when they're born, and they're now at higher risk of developing obesity and diabetes with later in life. So not only the mom is going to be at risk of developing diabetes after years of being gestational diabetic, but they're also going to put that baby at risk of also developing type 2 diabetes later on in life. So extremely important that they work with a dietitian to very carefully monitor how much carbohydrates they eat, which ones they eat, and how um, they utilize their, their medications as well. Some of them have to be on insulin during that time. Now, there are other forms of um, diabetes, and they're very rare. Right now, we're hearing more about one to five percent of the people with diabetes having cases of very rare type of type diabetes which is type one and a half which is a combination of type one and type two which means they are not producing insulin but they're also resistant to insulin so that is the type one and a half 
And then there's some other ones that uh, people are studying a little bit more, doing more research to see if it really is some other form of diabetes um, that has kind of mutated, I will say. And we're getting more of those very difficult to control people with diabetes. But for the most part, you're either type one or you're type two, or you had it during pregnancy and it will go away once you deliver your baby. But what matters here is it doesn't matter what type of diabetes it is, not one is worse than the other. They are all going to cause the same type of complications, some faster than others, and it's all up to you to you know, make a decision to start making changes on your eating habits and on your exercise habits and on how you take your um, body, take care of your body by exercising and feeding it the right things and following, with, uh, following up with your doctor every three months it's going to depend on how quickly you develop complications or how slow or how if you don't even develop any complications. So we are all able to manage diabetes the best way possible, but you cannot do it by yourself. So you need help. And I am here as a diabetes educator and dietitian to help you. So I would like to invite you, if you're not part of my group yet, it's a group for women where we go deeper into a lot of these issues that we as women have to deal with, not only with diabetes, but also with self-confidence. And i like to invite you to my group. The link is going to be here. It is bit.ly. And that will take you straight to my group. And it's free, you can join us and be part of it. Let me text. It's bit.ly forward slash VIP Beauty Bar. But if you don't remember the link, you can always go to lifeartistlink.com and click on the button that says join our group. So thank you all so much for watching. If you have any questions, please post them. I will be answering them after the video. And again, check us out tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're actually going to be talking about emotions, the emotions that surround you as a person with diabetes when you get diagnosed and the emotions that surround your family members as well. So very important topic to discuss because emotions can really take a toll on you and cause you to either get very healthy or very sick if you do not control your emotions and make the best choices possible. So thank you so much for watching or for listening on the podcast. I am Mariel Morales, your diabetes and image coach, and I am here to help you learn how to live a healthy life where diabetes does not define you. Till next time, have a great night.